because it exploited the young women. And this girl, Marjorie Clune, was selected as the most beautiful of the candidates. The Secretary of the Chamber of Commerce presented her with the contract signed with a fountain pen which was placed in a glass case in City Hall. Cloverdale is going to be the home of the biggest motion picture actress in the industry, the most beautiful girl in America. Frank Patton engaged a drawing room on the night train for her. More than 1,500 cheering citizens watched the train pull out. And that was the last anyone ever heard of Marjorie Clune. You think she was abducted? I think her pride wouldn't let her return once she knew she'd been swindled. She left Cloverdale to take her place among the big motion picture stars. She didn't have the courage enough to return and admit that she'd been a victim of a legal fraud. Legal because Patton made no false representations. <laughs> the studio said they'd employed her for two days, then decided to scrap the production because she didn't screen well. And there was nothing to prevent the company from abandoning production, changing the name and employing another star for the same picture? Nah. You've got the sketch. So what do you want me to do for you, Mr. Bradbury? I want you to put Frank Patton behind bars. He's had some very shrewd legal advice. I want to get some that's just as shrewd. I want to force him to make restitution to Margie, and I want him to confess to a fraudulent intent. Why? Because then the district attorney here will proceed against the picture company, and the district attorney in Cloverdale will proceed against Patton. I'm prepared to pay a retainer of $5,000. All right. The head of the Drake Detective Bureau is a very good friend of mine, and you're going to need their help. And whatever you think best. You can reach me at any time. I'm at the Mapleton Hotel, room 693. What are you going to do? Pay a visit to my friends at the district attorney's office. Good to see you again, Perry. Not too many people around here feel that way, Kyle. What brings you to my office? Doing my duty to a client. Mr. J.R. Bradbury was in here to see you about Frank Patton. The Cloverdale racket? He's not the only one. A Dr. Robert Dore's due back in a half an hour. I told him I'd look up a little law. And have you? No, but hearing that made him feel better. So you're washing your hands of the whole affair? It's Cloverdale's money and Cloverdale's problem. What are you going to do, Perry? Well, Carl, if I could get a confession from Patton stating it was his intention to defraud merchants in Cloverdale, it might change the complexion of the situation. Patton's a smooth customer. A lawyer has obviously advised him just how far he can go and keep out of jail. He isn't going to make any confession. That depends on the way he's approached. Look, Perry, the fact that we're not washing Cloverdale's dirty linen doesn't mean we're sticking up for Patton. The man's a crook. There's no question of that. I doubt we can prove anything, but if you want to take him to pieces, you go ahead. How strong can I go? So far as this office is concerned, the sky's the limit. Uh, we couldn't overlook beating up with a club, of course. But a rubber hose might be different. Dr. Robert Duray? Yeah, Bradbury mentioned him. He's a dentist from Cloverdale. Your client made it pretty clear he didn't like Duray. Is he a friend of Marjorie Clunes? I think he'd like to be. Bradbury says Duray borrowed $250 at his bank so he could come to L.A. I see. Any progress in the case, Paul? I think I've got the thing sewed up, Perry. You'll have something tonight. I figure it's a cinch this guy Patton's put on the same kind of racket in other places. It's too well thought out and too smooth to have been tried out just once. And you found one of those places? Parker City. Funny thing is, he used the same name, Frank Patton. Took the same outfit, too, the Chamber of Commerce and the Merchants. And the girl? The winner of Parker City's Lucky Legs contest? Her name's Thelma Bell. She's living at the St. James Apartments. Uh, 962 East Faulkner Street. Telephone number is Harcourt 63891. And get this, we've got evidence she's keeping in touch with Frank Patton. Have you talked to her? Not yet. 
She's working right now. Either as a chorus girl or a model, we're not sure. But I can get in touch with her around 8 o'clock tonight. Maybe a little before that. Will you know Patton when you see him? I got a good description of him. And Bradbury has a file of the Cloverdale Independent newspaper in his rooms at the hotel. There are ads in there that'll be evidence and a photograph we can use. That's fine, Paul. Perry, you're so sure you can get Patton. Why didn't the Cloverdale DA go ahead with this? Because all the big businessmen in Cloverdale were the suckers. So the more moves the DA made to clear up the situation, the more he showed the credulity of the small-town businessman. That's right. Okay, I'll get on it. Oh, and Paul, when we locate Patton, we keep his location to ourselves. Don't tell Bradbury, you mean. Not until after we've interviewed Patton. I'm supposed to make reports to my client, you know. I'm your client's attorney. You make the reports to me, and I'll take the responsibility. Can we get away with that? I can. Got time for another drink? Sorry, Paul. i got to get back to the office. I'm expecting Dr. Robert Doré any minute. You're the attorney who's been engaged to locate Marjorie Clune? Who told you that, doctor? Someone at the district attorney's office? Carl Mann.